0: Whether you're in the restaurant business or you just want to host any big event, JV Restaurant Supply can make sure you have everything you need. JV Restaurant Supply is your home for everything kitchen. Whether you're a bear or a bobcat, an eagle or a scotty, JV Restaurant has everything you might need. They have locations in Bozeman, Billings, and Great Falls, if you can't make it in, JV also has a great website, jvrestaurant.com. Get everything you need for your next event at JV, your restaurant specialists
1: back to his alma mater and, and really not, not only stabilizing him, but uh, raising their, their level and, and finding a way to win like they did on, uh, on Saturday night, um, back and forth game, going all the way down to the end, um, the decision between tying it and going for the win with one play left, um, you know, certainly a gutsy call. And they, the guys executed and they walked out with a win and, you know, those those moments, you um, Coaches and players are are moments that you really build off of, and I'd imagine for them uh, that was a really big deal. So, we're gonna have our hands full. They got a lot of good players, um, a lot of experienced players on both sides of the football, and you know, we do too. um, And we got to go out there with a good plan, um, with the right mindset, and and, um, you know, I think our guys are prepared to do that. So, with that, I'll open it up. Have you, I don't think you faced Oregon State in your your coaching career? No. Um, what, so what, what, you know, with this team, I guess, what do you know about their um, kind of offensive scheme and what they like to run defense? Yeah, I, I do know Coach Lindgren, um, Brian Lindgren's our offense coordinator. I do know him fairly well. He was at Colorado when I was at Wyoming, and we got uh, spent some time together. Um, he's a really good coach, and, you know, I, I think I think what they're trying to do um, as a team is really play complementary football. Uh, you, know, you can tell on offense that they have a plan to, to run it, and then the um, they have a plan to be able to spread people out and everything in between. And then defensively, I, I know they're uh, they're multiple on their fronts, uh, but they're sound and they uh, have like a lot of good players on defense. They, they, you know, limiting the big play is is, is probably part of it. But they're going to play a, a fair amount of man coverage too, which does um, you know ex- exposes your, your secondary. But they got I think a really good secondary at the same time. So. Um, and then special teams wise, they, they've been really good. So I, I think they got, a, they got a really good plan. They have, um, they have systems in place and, as a staff. And, um, you know, they got, I think, a group that believes in more and more, I think, each time, each time out. So, um, like I said, we'll have our hands full. Speaking of that gutsy call that you kind of laughed about, uh, Jack Coletto has been a huge playmaker for that team. What kind of stood out to you um, on game film from him? Well, he's, you know, he's the, whatever, he's a Swiss Army Knife. I, you know, he doesn't start for them on defense, but plays plays quite a bit. Um, and then on offense, he's just a really effective runner first and foremost. And, you know, where they utilize him uh, in those scoring situations and those short yard situations, um, he's generally going to make it hard for for the first guy to, uh, to knock him back for sure. And that's what that was evident on that last play. Um, you know, there was a guy right there probably at the one and, and he you know, basically ran through that tackle. So um, difficult uh, player to defend. I think the biggest thing is you, you hopefully keep them out of those situations where it's out there a lot because it is those situations where um, either scoring or converting on a third down are, are generally on the line. So, uh, you know, they're, they're being very creative in how they're using him. And, um, and I'd imagine they've only shown, you know, part
2: of what they're capable of doing. Um, but you mentioned Coach Smith earlier, I know him and several of his assistants have Big Sky experience. Um, I, I don't know if that familiarity maybe plays in a factor at all with game prep or?
1: Well, I think I think a lot of coaches that that coach in this region, whether it's uh, the Pac-12 Mountain West or the, the Big Sky, I do think there's a lot of, of overlap, um, I suppose it's just part of the ascension is that you're, you're you know, run into a few guys that have maybe coached um, in each one of the conferences, um, and I know, you know, Coach Smith, while well he played at Oregon State, he coached at uh, both Idaho and in Montana, um, also coached at Boise and Washington. So, I mean, it's just it's just this region that we, we live in that a lot of guys end up, uh, you know, potentially coaching all three leagues. Um, and I, I don't know the, the familiarity um, with particular coaches or staffs uh, becomes his big carryover. I'm sure there's information shared over time, but I do know there's a, a, probably a level of respect, I think, that comes with maybe you know, like in his situation, having coached in all three conferences. Um, but yeah, I mean, just regionally, I guess coaches do overlap and get together too. So there's some and, and, you know, there's some knowledge that can be taken from that.
2: Yeah, I don't know facing Wyoming last year, facing Oregon State this year, I guess how much is it an emphasis facing an FBS team and kind of like preparing for that?
1: Well, I I think what we wanna get to with our guys is it doesn't matter who we play, uh, we have to prepare. And you know, I I don't think you can take the approach as a player, well, one week we play such and such, and then the next team we play such and such, and now we're really gonna try harder, we're gonna prepare more. I I suppose there's some human nature that creeps into that, but uh, a mature team, uh, a team that ultimately you know, brings a consistent approach each week. Um, they're bringing a consistent approach because they're performing at the highest level each week. The ebbs and flows as far as how you go about your, your week to week business cannot be um, part of who we are. I, I, and I that's where I, I thought last week we grew. Um, you know, whatever we were, we, we were close to a 40 point favorite, but that doesn't mean anything. Um, you gotta go and, and prepare and, and recognize that we have things to improve upon. So. Um, you know, this week, the uh, you know, again, on paper, all that, the, the challenge is much greater, and that's, uh, you know, a lot of respect goes to Oregon State, but we have to be who we have to be each week and really attack and get better. We're going to get conference play, and no matter what a team's record or ranking is, we got to approach them all the same way, and, and um, we get into uh, you know, on the road, at home, all that stuff. I mean, we have to we have to go about our business. I guess is the biggest thing. And each one of these each one of these games matter a lot. Um, you only get so many opportunities in college football to go out there and play and prove what you can do. And you know, this is the next one against a really good opponent.
2: We talked to Jeffrey Manning just about the turnovers. You guys have been able to produce off defense, but offensively that turnover margin I think is like zero right now. Yeah.
1: How important is it to win that battle on Saturday, especially playing against a team like this? It's critical. Um, yeah, we've been able to get away with it being uh, even these first two weeks. And, now you know, the, the thing about what happened Saturday um, is we got the early ones that, you know, I suppose were more valuable. We were able to turn those into... 21 point lead just like that and, and our turnovers on the offensive side didn't come till later it was, but regardless I, we have to protect football on on, on offense and we got to still take it away and we've missed some opportunities too on on defense you know, we've had the the five takeaways in two games but i I'm, I'm sure we've left at least a couple more out there um so in a game like this uh defense gets a chance to pick a ball off they they better do it balls on the ground um we better find a way to get on it um you know, on the, on the flip side, offensively, we can't turn it over, um, you know, no matter what the situation is. I know it's something they really pride themselves into is, is their turnover margin. Um, and in, in a game like this, we have to be on the right side of that. You know, I, there's just no doubt about it.
0: There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. Any injury update you can
1: provide any of those guys? Yeah, Jared, Jared, this was a lower leg injury that's fairly serious. We won't know the severity you know, whether we're talking um, a couple months or just done for the season, probably till they go in there and, and figure that out uh, these next couple days. So he'll be out for uh, at least um, a couple months. Um, Lane is recovering, but Lane Lane won't be available to us to us this week. Um, Garrett Kuhn, I think, will be in in some fashion. Um, Garrett was out there practicing for the first time today, so that was good to see. Um, Simeon will be back. He's back today. You know, other than that, um, obviously Jared's was a, was a big injury, but uh, we came out of it, you know, really healthy uh, besides that. Jake Kagan's still, still a ways away. Kagan's uh, out for the season. Yes, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. if you saw him, he's wearing a neck brace. He yeah. he's, out the, no. he's out for the season. Figures much. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so running back rotation, I mean, with Garrett back, is he's going to
0: lean on those two guys, Elliot and and
1: Well, I, I think... Um, I think we have to be we have to be really creative and you know just because uh we did something one way last year where we handed it off to running back a lot of times uh, doesn't mean it needs to look exactly the same way um you know so so what that means i think our coaches our offensive coaches um, have to look and say okay how do we how do we ta- attack oregon state and, and put ourselves in best position to move the football and you know, the good thing is, um, while our running back position has become depleted, um, there's no doubt about that. Uh, we got some other guys that, that can run the football, um, whether that's our quarterbacks, our receivers, and um, you know we have to find ways to to rush the football. You know, we've been able to do it these first two games, um, you know, but it's only, it's only gonna get harder um, against the teams we're facing, and I, I thought it was good we, we did throw the ball, and Tommy threw the ball much more effectively. I, I think our, our receivers, um, I'd say in particular, Willie and Ravi showed that, uh, you know, not only can they catch the football, they can do some things after the catch. So, you know, we're going to have to utilize all our weapons, I guess, is the bottom line. And, and um, you know, what well, that means we got to throw it more. Um, we'll, we'll just have to see how it presents itself, but, you know, we're facing a, a front, um, group of defensive linemen and linebackers that uh you know they might be the best group we see all season you know time will tell on that but uh, I think there's a fair chance they'll be the best group we see and we're still gonna have to find a way to win the football so Dakota go to state I, think. I mean obviously Isaiah was out in, in lane was it just Elijah and Demarius I forget who exactly was actually. yeah that's that's probably it I know Jahari was uh playing on the right back at that time um you know, in, in, the, in that moment, we had to do. We had to do a different stage of the season with, uh, with that potentially being our, our last game. Obviously, we have a lot of season in front of us. But I, I do think we have an offensive group better suited to spread the ball around than we than we did at that point in time uh, last season. So um, you know, we'll see what they come up with, I guess, or we'll see what we come up with. Uh, and then one more, just injury. I know Malik Mullins was, was missing
0: the first few games. What's, what's yeah, Malik,
1: uh, he hurt his thumb in the middle of fall camp. Um, so he'll be back, I guess, at some point. And I don't know that Malik would figure in, you know, at this point with where we're at, um, you know, we, we we brought Malik in knowing that he, he he was a developmental guy. I don't think we were necessarily counting on him. This year, both with the, with the seniors we had with Lee Kevin, three years, I, I think we do like what he showed and the time he was out there in fall. And, um, you know, we'll get him back here at some point. And what capacity he'll, he'll be in, I'm not sure at that point as far as being able to push for playing time. Um, so, we'll just, we have to see. And then Taco, especially uh, yeah. Mario League, I mean, you've talked about him, but uh, he looks extremely, like you said, sure handed back there. Yeah. Um, uh, just how impressed have you been, I guess, so far? Well, I think the first game we, we reflected on his decision making um, is what was really impressive, which was big. Uh, and then in this game, obviously, get the chance to get a you know our first punt return touchdown in this program since 2013 was was huge. Um, you know, it was, uh, got us up 20 nothing. I think at the was the last play of the quarter. And you know, otherwise, I think he had a 12 yarder in there. Um, I think he's going to be a weapon in that in that punt return game. Um, you know, he didn't make a real good decision on the last one. He fair caught like, I think inside the five. Um, and that was really good learning uh, for him. I think given the time of the game, we were going to fair catch that, that ball. You know, I guess no matter what, maybe he saw it that way. I mean, he still had the ability to let that thing go in the end zone. So um, sure-handed and, and really calm. And, and I think he's, uh, you know, for us, that that was huge. The, you know, the improvement in the return game. I think Marquis had a couple shots Um on uh, the kick return side of things, and I think he showed some explosion there um, in addition to the plays he made on offense.
0: Yeah, Coach. Uh, a couple for me. When you look at Oregon State and just uh, sort of the the overall arc of their program under Jonathan Smith, what have you thought of, of how they've been able to kind of define the identity there? And what would you define just the, the overall identity, the, the style that they play?
1: Well, I, I think they, they know themselves. Um, which which in that league, uh, you got you have to. I think to have success, you better have an identity and. You know, I think they they want to be a team that uh, offense complements defense, vice versa. They, they play, um, you know, I think a physical brand of football, um, an opportunistic brand of football. Um, you know, and I think they're getting better and better at um, each phase of the game. You know, and that that takes a little bit of, a little bit of time for your recruiting to. You know, I guess inject into the program, and, and you know that that he's at this stage. I, I, I feel I'm sure they feel like okay, we 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 probably fully have our guys for the the first time, um, and that makes that makes a difference. Um, you know, the the message I'm sure has been consistent now for these these guys all the way through. Um, they had a lot of turmoil prior to him taking over over the job, so really impressive. Just. Uh, Stabilizing that in the first place, but now being able to, to build upon that, um, you know, balance on offense, creative on offense, um, and defensively, uh, you know, multiple, and then you know have the ability to be uh, very aggressive if they they want to, and they can also just they can get they can pin their ears back and get after you with a, a pretty good front as well. So, um, no, I've been impressed from a, impressed from afar of knowing a couple of the guys, but then. Um, having to look at it firsthand now, um, I'm more impressed.
0: Have you ever coached a game at uh, Providence Park, this venue you guys play at?
1: No, no. So last year playing Portland State at their venue was the first time I'd coached in, uh, in Portland, period.
0: Does that change anything or, I mean, you know, you're still in the heart of, you know, their state, you know, Oregon State state and then there's going to be a lot of Beaver fans there, but there's also a lot of Montana State people there as well potentially making the trips. I mean, what, what do you think of this bad dynamic?
1: No, I'm excited. I, I think for for our guys um, to get a chance to to, to play in that venue, um, you know, that's a to not, not play in their home stadium, I guess, I, I do think that's a good thing. Um, and you know it's i know they've they've gone over there and practiced and I, I think in, in fall but it's still there's a little bit of unfamiliarity from from their players point of view um so you know not that it um gives us any great advantage by any means but it does it takes away a little bit of what that feel would be like playing on campus uh in corvallis so um you know and i am certainly i was very encouraged by the turnout that we had playing portland state last year and i I trust we'll have a good, uh, a really good following uh, as we always do. So hopefully we got a you know a bunch of Bobcat fans that, that turn out and are cheering loud for for the UA the team.
0: And just in terms of the familiarity, you have a lot of guys on your roster You're from the Northwest, and I'm sure there's some crossover there. I mean, I know you mentioned Jack Paletto, who's from Camas, and you have some Camas guys. So I mean, is that sort of uh, ease the intimidation factor. I mean, how, how does this influence your guys when maybe they are going against guys that they're familiar with, and there is an element of familiarity there?
1: Yeah, I think that's a that's a really good point. I, I do think it it maybe um, lessens that gap that can be perceived. I, I you know I, there is obviously the gap that they're in the Pac-12 We're in the Big Sky. They have 85 scholarships. We have 63. Um, you know, recruiting is different, but when guys know guys, um, you know, we have a couple couple guys that have played in the Pac-12. Jeffrey Manning played at Oregon State. Um, yeah, I think I think sometimes at least that that knowledge, um, you know, it just lessens the uncertainty of what what you're going against. Now, you know, you still get, still get guys that are are physically. Um, you know, imposing, I suppose, compared to maybe what we've seen so far at this point. Um, but I know we play in a conference with a lot of good football players and, you know, you can only still put 11 out there at a time, I, you know, and, and I think our guys uh, will have a, a level of confidence more because of maybe who we are than um, trying to trick ourselves into thinking who they are or not, I guess. Like, they're good, and, and I think we recognize that. And I, like, to your point, though, I do think it does help having some familiarity, familiarity with some of the guys. And where this game
0: falls on the schedule, the, the last game before Big stack Conference play, I mean, hardly can call it a tune-up by a really talented Pac-12 squad. So, I mean, does that just go back to what you were saying, though, just about treating each week like a donor, just preparing within each week?
1: Yeah, you know, I think for this team, this 22 Bobcats team, I, I think it's been a, a progression that we um, that will suit us suit us well. Um, you know, having a couple home games before we go on the road, as opposed to if that were flipped, um, you know, uh, and I think we're uh, we're a better team today than we were, let's say, two weeks ago, um, and, and to. to to compete with a team like Oregon State, uh, you know we're going to play really well. Um, so, you know our ability to play really well after a couple games, uh, I think, is suits us better than it would have out of the gate. Now, you know we'll we'll turn the page in, in next week and have to go to Eastern Washington and and be geared up there. Um, so, you know it's 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 the next game on our schedule and it's the most important, and, and we're going to. We're going to go out there with an intent on doing everything we can to to win a game like we would no matter who we're playing. So um, I think this game will continue to, to sharpen our sword, if that's what you're implying. I do think that. I think competition um, ultimately brings the best out of you. It uh, makes you more confident sometimes when you can't compete with better players. It uh, exposes you at some times. And... Um, you know i think we need we need to, need to continue to get all of that um so this will be a this will be a great challenge for us and whether it's exactly what we need or not it's right in front of us and we need to we need to attack it as such
0: and last thing for you you mentioned why well, obviously just look at the statistics too the ends were more involved in the passing game but when it comes to this overall ball distribution and who's getting touches how much of it is at this point but also how much of it is uh, just Tommy or, or Sean, or whoever's playing quarterback, uh, the reads that they're making based on what the defense is given them. How, how much is just a read-based element of the system you
1: guys run? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I think in the, the RPO game, based on who who's in a particular position that could get the throw, um, I think that's there's, some deliberate, uh, there's a deliberate nature of that, but obviously we could hand the ball off in a lot of those sequences as well um i think in the play action game uh a lot of it becomes you know matchup uh matchup based um you know corner leverage whatever based on which guy we may be going after and then there's an element that certainly is um you know more of a traditional drop back game where you're just you're reading it out and throwing to the guy that you're supposed to throw to so you know I, i think we want to distribute the ball um as widespread i guess as we can but i think we're still um we still have an understanding that there's some guys that need to get touches and, and you know i think that'll become more more and more apparent as the season the season goes on um you know as you know part of it is just we identify those guys but i, I do feel like we have more guys um, worthy of getting the ball thrown to them this year than we had last and that was that was our aim i mean that was uh we we gave the ball um, a lot to Isaiah, and we threw the ball a lot to Lance. Um, and then there was a big disparity after that, so I think we're a harder team to defend if, you know, those uh, those gaps between who's touching the ball are, are smaller. Anything else?
0: All right. All right. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. <laughs>
2: okay. Bye.